Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. And we are back to today's issues. Uh, we started off the last hour uh, talking about the weather that was coming. <laughs> we are just looking out the window right now of our studios, and uh, the skies are getting very dark out there. Steve Jordahl is joining us. Hey. Tim buddy. is uh, just yeah, back. back from the break. Okay. So, anyway, the uh, weather report is supposed to, the weather is supposed to get bad across a significant part of the country in the next, well, it, like starting now. Couple like minutes. starting now. <laughs> but for us here, I'm, I'm looking at the, the, because they're predicting tornadic activity. Yes, yeah. That's why it matters. And I'm looking at the weather, uh, uh, tornadic uh, danger for the deep south, maybe the mid-Atlantic later on tomorrow. I'm not sure exactly, Steve. But, uh, yeah, the weather is getting uh, bad. Where are the bullseye? Across uh, North Mississippi, West Tennessee, parts of Missouri and Arkansas right now. But it's going to get worse this afternoon. Listen, if Jim Cantore comes to your town, <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you know you got problems. That's and right. I don't know. You didn't see him out there, did you? I didn't, but I have I have seen him before yeah. mm-hmm. uh, where we live here in Tupelo. Before. I haven't seen him yeah. personally. I've seen people who said he was here. But what these, what these uh, models do now is they'll look across the country, these these meteorology models, is that what you call them? Or yep. Doppler, I don't know what, Doppler radar, I've heard that before. But th- it's amazing how they can predict that, uh, okay, we're going to have a convergence of the Canadian air and the Gulf moisture, and it's going to happen in here. And then, within, then they're going to put a bullseye on it, mm-hmm. and then they're going to say within 50 miles of this, you're – your fifty percent uh, chance of having a yeah uh, tornado breakout. Mm-hmm. Like, and and they're right. They're almost Pretty. always right with these uh, computer models. So yes, you don't want to see intense red on your area, right? Not these days. Yeah. So anyway, uh, it's going to get bad this afternoon and tonight over a large part of the. We are keeping an eye out for South. sure. Okay, Fred is definitely. He's looking out the window. I know. Yes. You can't keep an eye out any better than Fred is. He's looking <laughs> right through the window uh-huh. out to the outside here at our offices and our studios. Fred's afraid of getting blamed for the Canadian cold front coming. And the, that's right. <laughs> Canadians, they do do their part yeah. uh, in causing severe weather in America by right. blowing down their cold air. That's right. We have a lot of cold air up there to blow down. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a lot of hot air. That's right down that, here. That comes from Washington D.C. and goes westward. Yeah, and, we... they, and they converge in the middle part of the country. You notice how this works? All right. So, uh, Steve, what do you have? Well, do you remember um, uh, last week? Sometime we were kind of laughing at CNN, who had just discovered the Hunter Biden laptop story. Remember oh, that? Yes. Amazing. <laughs> well, breaking news on CNN. I'm not sure this is what they mean by late breaking news, but uh-huh. now MSNBC has discovered there's a crisis at the border. Cut 13. Uh, because illegal immigration to the southern border is cra- it's crazy right now. If you go to the southern border, there is such a humanitarian crisis down there. The numbers are just unbelievable. Morning, Joe. This is MSNBC? <laughs> yes, late breaking news. Hello. <laughs> uh, they're talking about it after the election. Yeah. 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 Notice. Yeah, that's that's Morning Joe, uh, Joe Scarborough on MSNBC. Yes, sir. And he and 
his wife, what's her name? Uh, Mika Brzezinski. Yes. Uh, are we sure she's not a Russian agent? We're not. By the way. Okay. No, you, you know who her dad is? Her dad was Big New Zavinsky. Uh, <laughs> Big No Zavinsky. <laughs> Sounds new. like an Italian no, mob. It was yeah, a, Italian it was, hit guy. I know. No, no he was, a, he was a, a Nixon in the Nixon government. Um, Brzezinski. Brzezinski, yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, uh, they have a, a show on, but uh, that they appeal to liberals mm-hmm. for the most part. But to even acknowledge that there's a, what did he say? He was like freaking out right there, wasn't he? Well, play that again here. Uh, because illegal immigration to the southern border is cra- it's crazy right now. If you go to the southern border, there is such a humanitarian crisis down there. The numbers are just unbelievable. Well, like you say, Steve, hello. Late breaking news. Yeah, welcome to the party <laughs> two years later. Yet. Alejandro Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary, in the last 10 days, under oath, stated, our border is secure. Yeah. Well, Again. Well, because my mama doesn't like me calling people liars, I'll just say he's not telling the truth. Yes. Right there. Yeah. Kevin McCarthy just walked out of a meeting with the president. Yeah. Are you uh, saying today? Are you serious? Yeah, today? Yeah. This happened just in the last 20 minutes. Uh, during their news break, actually. And he stated, no more. Who stated? Kevin McCarthy. Okay. House Minority Leader. Okay. Could be... Speaker of the House. Speaker of the House pretty soon. He stated, no more are the American people going to be lied to about the border being secure. He says, we're not going to allow it. He said that after coming out of a meeting with the White House? Yes. With Biden? Just in the last 10, 15 minutes. Wow. And, and, of course, that follows a statement. He was down to the border last week, Kevin McCarthy was, and he said, we are going to force Mayorkas to admit that he did not tell the truth under oath or we're going to start an impeachment proceedings against him. Good for him. Absolutely that should be done. Yeah. And I'm not one to say impeach, 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 because I think that's a very serious charge and should be only done under extraordinarily under extraordinary circumstances, uh, not just for political reasons or because you have a political grievance with a uh, cabinet member. Is this? Is, he's a cabinet member, isn't he? Isn't that a cabinet position? My, yes. Yeah, it's a Secretary. cabinet position. Yes, yes. But what you got going on here, you have really, quite frankly, okay, the President of the United States could be impeached over this because you have a dereliction of duty going on here. When you, when one of the chief jobs of the president of the United States, the commander in chief, basically is to protect your country from invasion. Yeah. Am I right? That's on his yes. plate. You bet. Okay. Now, these folks who are by the now by the millions since Biden has been in office, they're not they're not coming in here with unless they're cartel members. They're not invading with weapons to take over our country. But it is an invasion. This is what Governor Abbott of Texas has said, basically. Uh, or he may use that exact word. He has. He He's has. invoked okay. it constitutionally. Okay. It, because, because it is it's people pouring into our country by the millions, uh, through Texas and Arizona in particular, by the millions since Biden has uh, taken office, illegally shipped all over the country, and he has done nothing to stop them. That's right. They've done nothing to stop them. He's only encouraged more. Well, okay, you have to say to yourself, uh, what's the job of the 
of the of the presidency is to protect and defend yes. the country, and he's not doing it, and he's not doing it intentionally. And so, uh, if the if the Republicans wanted to impeach Biden over that, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But in this case, they're going for a a target differently. That is a cabinet member of yes. the Biden administration mm-hmm. who's saying the border is secure, while everybody, everybody, including this liberal reporter Joe Scarborough with his show Morning Show, saying everybody knows that isn't true. I don't know what you're worried about, Joe. I mean, uh, Tim uh, Kamala's on the case. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, she's 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 worthless, I, and uh, evidently they can't give her any job to do because she's only been. That she hasn't even been. She's been to the border one time. That, that was the El Paso yeah. airport. Yes. The airport. Yeah. Basically. Uh, she picked up at McDonald's and left. Listen, a related story. And Tim, you mentioned this this morning in our story meeting. Air marshals are sounding the alarm. The Biden administration is taking air marshals off the airplanes. They're there to protect us in the wake of 9/11. These air marshals uh, were put on various various flights. A lot of the different flights. To protect us from any right, right, bad, bad people right, being on those right, flights. Right. All right. Apparently, I just found out about this the last couple right. of days. This is a the director, executive director of the Air Marshal National Council, Sonia Labosco, telling Fox and Friends. She says we've been decimated. We've been depleted. We're on less than one percent of the flights now. And then she goes on to say. We've actually had very dangerous situations. She said, uh, we wrote a letter to the president because we had a level four and a level three incident. Level four means that they tried, someone, a passenger, tried to breach the cockpit. Level three, we had two of those, which means there were life-threatening behaviors on one of those aircraft. So we've got air marshals being moved down to the border I'd say, why not move our soldiers down to the border that came out of Afghanistan to protect this border? But I don't understand this. Why you would take air marshals off the planes when you know you have bad characters that are on there and send them down to the border? I don't understand that. I think logic. it might be illegal to use the military in a country like that. <clears throat> well, you can have the National Guard. We the had National Nas- Guard, yes. We had National Guard, down, and we had our regular soldiers down there because I'm familiar with one of them regular soldiers that yeah. went to the border uh, to help build facilities down there. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised, I guess. I mentioned this before, then we can move on to the next topic. This topic you could talk about every day from a lot of different angles. That is uh, the million. We've had over 2 million now, right? Two oh, three, yes, well over. 2 to 3 million people have come into the country and been dispersed all over our country, and they're still coming in. There's no end. It's an endless stream of... Yes. Folks from all over the world, quite frankly. They're yes. finding nationalities from all over the world who's just coming in wide open southern border. Uh I, I guess I'm a little bit surprised that that Democrats don't care about this uh any more than they do. I mean they voted for Mark Kelly to be the senator in Arizona. Arizona. Yep. He's a Democrat. Now he has spoken out more than most Democrats on this issue, but he really hasn't done anything about it. No. Right? No. And they elected Democrats along the southern border, right? Yes. To represent yeah. them. So yep. So the border communities uh, don't care enough about it to elect people who would stop it, I guess I could should say. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It, it, until until Democrats care about illegal immigration, and they don't seem to, I, I don't know that 
anything will be done in a serious way. Well, and not not unless a governor, unless a Republican governor does something like Abbott or the uh, considering doing. Yeah, and yeah. the other part of the border crisis is the fentanyl. Oh, the fentanyl, yeah, that's coming yeah. into yeah. this country. That's killing. Yeah. They say hundreds every month, mostly our young people. Another thing, you don't want those Mexican drug cartels to take over the border. <laughs> these yeah. people are these uh, Mexican drug cartels are uh, they're the ones bringing in the fentanyl. Yes, and these folks, uh, I suppose, these are they're they're ruthless. Yes, huh? Mm. And and they 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 don't uh, spare lives. That's right. Don't get in their way. To advance their drug profiting and I guess human trafficking. Yeah. So right. you don't want what I'm saying, you don't want to lose control of the American border to the drug cartels. Yes. Next story, Steve. <coughs> Excuse me. We talked a little bit yesterday about There wasn't a, you don't have the flu or nothing, right? <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. Fred and I are like three feet away. I here. know. I know. Yeah. I just had to ask. Well, uh, I, I, mean, I was I was pretty close to Ed yesterday too. So Ed well Ed had the flu last week. Well, he had He's to leave yesterday. He had to leave the show because of his coughing fit. So Yeah, coughing. All right. But he's okay. I saw him today. Um, we talked yesterday a little bit about the uh, zero, poli- zero COVID policy in China and the crackdown that the Chinese government is doing on those protests. Protests all over uh, China. The, the biggest this protests. Pretty, this is had, pretty amazing. The biggest since 1989 in the Tiananmen Square uh, protests. And, uh, but China is being brutal. With the crackdowns, they are sending, uh, we talked about them welding people into their apartment complexes um, and letting them starve to death if they they don't pass the uh, quarantine. Um, But could you really have an uprising in China that that could cause the overthrow of the Chinese communist government? You know, it's interesting because that's what they're calling for. And uh, China has social control on these people, facial recognition. They know who these people are, but these people don't care anymore. And I got to tell you, the United States is really dropping the ball on this, where they could have sent strong messages. I want you to hear um, John Kirby, who's a spokesman for the White House, and uh, he was talking yesterday. He was asked by a reporter. I don't. I didn't get the reporter's name. We'll hear it. But the question is, um, what are you saying? What is the president saying when it comes to the protests and calling for Xi's removal? Listen to Cut 12. I'm wondering, what is the president's reaction when he hears protesters in China chant freedom or Xi Jinping step down? The president's not going to speak for protesters around the world. They're speaking for themselves. So there's no reaction? These protesters are speaking for themselves. What we are doing is making it clear that we support the right of peaceful protest. What cowardly response. Well, I I know, but it's the policy of American presidents, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, to not advocate for regime change Uh in, in countries around the world. Because once you get into that, it creates really... Real difficult problems for negotiations, for agreements, for working together when you don't agree with that government. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. They could have they could have said a stronger statement than that though, and and steered away from regime change. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, now the, the same thing's going on in Iran. I don't know yeah. if you've been watching this yeah. or not, but what's going on in Iran is uh, they had a uh, a 
one of their women who was uh, had, protested the the forced wearing of the hijab, right? Hijab, yeah. Hijab, is that what you call it's it? Hijab. hijab. Do you know the rest of this story? Well, I know that go, go. I want to make sure I get the facts right. But was she killed or just imprisoned? I think she was just imprisoned. I'm not. I, you know I'm what I'm not, talking about, Fred? Yes. Yeah. But amazingly, it caused an uprising. Yes. Across the country, and it's still going on. It is for the last month or so, and yes. they're defying the mullahs. Yes. There, but uh, mm-hmm. I think she was just imprisoned. She may still be in prison. I don't think she was. She was she or was she killed? There have been 488 people. This is according to. Um, the Daily Wire, I think. Uh, 488 people killed in these protests, according to the Iranian Human Rights Group. Um, so the, Iran, is, Iran is also cracking down on the protests. Um, it was, the protest broke out following the death of a young Kurdish woman. Her name is Gina Masha. Uh, Amini, and she so was she in was police killed. custody, and she was killed. But it had to do with her headdress. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And so uh, you got, uh, who knows whether the, these uh, movements will be sustained or not. I'm very curious about what's going on in China, because that's happening on the mainland. That's not happening just in Taiwan or Hong Kong. Not right. Taiwan, but Hong Kong. Right. Remember that? We've seen what happened there. Now, the Chinese Communist government can be brutal. Yes. Oh. And they will come down on you, and that's why it's a dictatorship, right? It's a communist uh, totalitarian regime. But still, in light, in defiance of that, uh, and they've got this COVID zero policy going on in uh, China, which has kept people in their homes for like months on end, and people are rebelling against uh, against that. So we will see what happens. Hey, I want to talk about Elon Musk for a minute. Sure. This guy, you know, I, I get up every morning and and uh, I just look forward to what Elon Musk is going to do on that day. Huh? Yep. It's kind of like I used to look forward to what Donald Trump would do mm-hmm. on that particular day <laughs> because the guy doesn't care about what people think of him. He is going to, and I, I say that in a flattering way, okay, now, there's some people who do things and they don't care what people think about them, but they do it for the wrong reasons, okay? In this case, with Elon Musk, this guy who's not a conservative, he considers himself a centrist, right? That's what he said before, but he believes in free speech mm-hmm. and, and openness, uh, a discussion of ideas. And because of that, he bought Twitter. Yeah. And he spent how many billion dollars? I think it was 40 can you imagine? No, no, we can't. No. $40 billion. That's more than I make in a year. <laughs> On Twitter. And God bless him. He has been just, uh, he, the, the left has been after him. He said the other day, did, did Elon Musk, he said, I guess he was trying to talk to these people who maybe who have otherwise been his friends in the past and admirers. He said, look, I voted for Biden twice. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a conservative. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he did say, I'm going to vote for DeSantis mm-hmm. if he runs next time. Yeah. He said, uh, so. He's being but, red-pilled is what they call that. Okay. Yeah. Meaning, well, uh, from the Matrix? From the ma- the movie The Matrix. I didn't ever see that movie, so. Well, uh, so the choice in for the character in The Matrix is if you take the red pill 
you will go into the actual world and the behind the curtain of all the facade that you're that you live in that you don't know gotcha. about. Blue pill will take you back and you don't know anything. So we, the Republicans and conservatives call it being red pilled when liberals all of a sudden discover that uh, the world is not the place they thought it was. This is a tweet from 15 hours ago from Elon Musk. This is a battle for the future of civilization. If free speech is lost, even in America, tyranny is all that lies ahead. Yeah. Kevin McCarthy, just a few minutes ago, after his meeting with Biden, was asked a question. I think it was Peter Ducey of Fox asked the question, but what about what's going on with the White House saying, we're monitoring what's going on with Elon Musk and and what he's going to allow on the, on the Twitter site. We have that soundbite, by the way. Cut two. It, it was the one we played earlier today. Yes, Jean Pierre. Cut. It was a uh, yes. What's her name? Karine, Karine Jean Pierre. Cut we two. have always been very clear, um, and that uh, when it comes to social media platforms, it is their responsibility uh, to make sure that um, when it comes to misinformation, when we when we comes to the hate that we're seeing, uh, that they they take action. Again, we're all keeping a close eye on this. We're all uh, uh, monitoring uh, what's what's currently uh, occurring. Yeah, think about that for a minute. That was the White House. Yes. saying, we're watching you, Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're watching you, Twitter. And if you go against what we define as misinformation or hate, which is what he's being accused of because he's opened it up to conservatives yeah. and to everybody, mm-hmm. then uh, then we're, we're watching you. Think, that, that sounds like something they do in Beijing. Yeah. yeah. Huh? And that's what Kevin McCarthy just said. He says it's pretty scary. Yeah, it is. You've got the White House, the President of the United States saying, we're going to monitor what, you, what opinions you allow on your website. So what are you going to do? Right. What are you threatening to right. do here? Right. right. Well, this goes back to what happened during COVID, mm-hmm. too. This all started, a lot of it, not all of it, a lot of it started with COVID. But the, the, the left-wingers, they alone get to decide – definitions oh yeah mm-hmm. okay and there's no you know that they get to say well what is hate well the left-wingers get to decide what is hate in their minds including the the left-wing media and then so what what is misinformation well misinformation is anything that goes against what Fauci says yeah. on covid that's misinformation mm-hmm. and we're going to ban that yeah what's misinformation well, misinformation is a real story about Hunter Biden and him making millions of dollars with his dad through international business deals while his dad was VP. Well, that's misinformation because that may have come from the Russians, so we're going to squelch that. You see what I'm saying here? Yeah. It's the left that always gets to decide what is misinformation, what is hate, what should be banished from the free speech spectrum. Al Gore called it um, inconvenient truth. Yeah, yes. Well, Elon Musk has come in and said, no, that's not how American free speech works. And I'm not going to allow it on Twitter any longer. And for that, he's being just killed by uh, the left, the other left-wing media in this country, despite the fact that he is a independent or a, uh, you know, not a, uh, he's not a conservative necessarily. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Have a great day.